Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Smart Wrestling Fan, the longest-running weekly pro wrestling podcast ever in history. This is episode number 800-something, 829-829. Are you out of your mind? 829, are you out of your mind? I don't know, maybe. Out of my mind, without the D. I am Joan Egron, along with Executive Moonbeam Amy. Hello. Hello. This is where we talk about the wrestling, everybody. We... Um, we're not amused. No. Um. <laughs> Listen, wrestling can continue to suck, but Larry needs to get back. Yeah. He just needs to. There he is. Come, oh, no, come on not, back. He's not here. That's a lie. I'm, I'm, I'm not suited for this. You're suited for this, but I, I want to torture Larry to some more. I don't want to be sued. Oh, this. okay, that's fair. So, welcome. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the WWE, the AEW. I'm even going to talk a little bit about the Impact because um, they, they had a pay per view this week. So, let's talk a little bit about that. Fine. Um, so, that should be fun, I think. Sure. Whatever. Mm. Anything right now, listen, any wrestling you find on TV, on mm-hmm. the internet, wherever, any wrestling is better than WWE right now. You can take your pick. I don't care what it is. It's better than WWE in WWE's current state. I don't even know if there's any, like, there an argument about it. No. You'd have to be, like, working for the company or legally blind and your, your friends tell you there are no other companies out there other than WWE. Or I don't know what legally be, blind has to do with it, but... Because you can't... Um, Something about John Cena. I don't know. Fill in the whatever. I am not really sure. Fill in the whatever. Yeah, fill in the whatever. Isn't that what they say? (laughs) Right. So, um, what do you think? My whole family's a bunch of blind people? I don't know what that is from. That's Louis Braille. He's like, they're like, oh, why do you want a nice house overlooking the ocean? Like, you don't need that view. And he's like, what? That's just for me. I can't see it, but they can see it. What What are you thinking? What is this from? That's from history. Is this from Seinfeld? Louis Braille. Are you doing no, a it's skit? From, it's from home movies. Um, You're doing a thing. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk about wrestling because it sucked. Oh, I'm sorry. WWE sucked. Yeah. Wrestling, we got to stop that habit. Wrestling was, if it wasn't WWE, it was actually pretty good. Even Impact. But if we're averaging it out, does WWE weight everything down? Hmm. It ruins wrestling because it's so... Ruins my attitude. So mainstream. The attitude ruiner era. Gives me a bad attitude because it's a recency thing. That is a problem. Yeah. So we'll have to figure that out. I ask people to give us advice on what we should cover on the show if we wanted to ignore SmackDown until football head leaves. And I wasn't even going to give football head a chance. I was like, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just really only not do SmackDown like one week. And then, you know what I heard? Crickets. I heard football head say, when I, when I heard Vince McMahon in my headset, it was like the voice of God was in my ear. Oh, good God. Yep. See, so I'm ready to watch SmackDown as soon as the Reigns Daniel Bryan thing is over. Then I, then I'm interested <laughs> again. Then we'll start again? Yeah. Okay, then that means we get at least one more week off. Yeah. So, because 
it'll be over in a week. Um, yeah. So, but I asked people like, what should we review instead of SmackDown? And some people said, um, you should review AW Dark or whatever. And it's like, well, but that not, we don't want to do that. Why don't we have the wheel decide? Um, because we'd have to write in all the choices and stuff. The wheel's sitting right over there. It's just, we didn't do that. But, um, but the other thing, the other choices were we should watch New Japan Strong, which is good. It's a good we show, have, but, but, that but Kozlov, Kozlov is a, his oh. voice just makes the whole show. He's like a sedative and he makes you fall asleep halfway through the show. He's like, oh, he did the, he did the maneuver. Look at that. What he did with his foot. He's flying outside the ring because he's got the acrobatic abilities. Am I making up that that's how he sounds? No. That's exactly what he sounds like. Oh, my God. So I, The best commentary going right now is New Japan Japanese commentary. It's like Kevin Kelly talking to himself. No, I'm not even like the Japanese no, commentary. No, I know. Better. It's Milano Collection. I have no idea what sometimes, they're saying. Sometimes Liger. But, sometimes. But they're really excited. Drunk Spooky Ghost Woman is in there. <clears throat> M- M- Milano, Murata, <clears throat> Murado, whatever all their names are. <clears throat> they're all great. They're really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming they're calling moves correctly and everything. I don't know. Every move they call, soda snare. Soda snare. Soda snare. Soda snare. That's it. Soda snare. Oh, soda snare. Cow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes (laughs) punch in the face. Cow. Soda snare. Stomping goo. This is the actual commentary from mm-hmm. New Japan. It's very good. So we could do it. We could, we could do be it. commentators I over actually, there. I could, I could have been, I should have been a contender. We got the, snow, the soda snares down soda and snare. the cows. Soda snare. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah. So we'll do the news and then we'll review the shows. And like I said, I'm going to talk about, so if you don't want the Impact Rebellion spoilers, well, then why are you listening to a review show now? Because we're going to spoil everything, right? That's how this works, right? Well, I mean, obviously they would listen to us because we don't ever talk about impact. That's a good point. Not not ever. We actually yeah. did for a while there when Tony Khan was showing up on Impact and stuff like that. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um, yeah, we'll talk about that and more. Um, like I said, news and other things like that. Um, but uh, first, uh, thank you, listeners, for supporting the podcast here by just listening to it or by going to. This bad ringing in my ear. By going to um, audibletrial.com slash smartwrestlingfan and you can get a free audiobook on us or by going to podbean.foot and getting our podcast there for free. iTunes, Apple Music, what's else? Smartwrestlingfan.com, uh, patreon.com slash smartwrestlingfan. There's like a million things you can do. Each one of those has their own benefits and other fits and then you you sign up for things some of them are free some of them cost money and then that's it you help the show so you thank do. you for that you certainly do and uh they did announce the new line of um the the, the computers that we were looking for yes there's new iMacs coming out and uh, i mean other computers too but um we were specifically hoping that they would they haven't revamped the iMac in like 10 years and i we've been running on a probably for a good and on more than 10 years on a laptop, it's been nine years since we got this one um, that was crowdfunded from the crowd, which is our 
great listeners. Um, but this this computer's going the way of the dodo soon. Um, but uh, we've been working on a laptop for a long time, and it would be nice to get back to a desktop. So that's why I was looking at the iMac instead. But um, yeah, should be interesting. Uh, they're pre-orderable in a few days. Oh, so, nice. And then they actually get released in May. So hopefully are those by are the then, ones that are different colors. They are different colors. So <gasps> Which I might color get the are you gonna get? I might get the orange one because the, the back of it's the bright part, and that's where you would see the back of it. <gasps> oh. So you'd get the benefit of that because oh. yeah, that'd be neat. But yeah, happen. yeah. So that's that. So that's cool. So thank you to our listeners for that. To the people that donated, um, and um, you know. Um, you something you news or review you can still uh, help the show by becoming a patron if you want to give a monthly pledge patreon.com slash smart wrestling that's probably the best way um we will announce in a week or two i think um a new way to get yourself some extra and some some the same content but in a new way and if you're a fan of app if you're if you if you're a person that on your iphone Excuse me, only uses Apple Podcasts, you'll be pleasantly surprised, or maybe not surprised, you'll just be happy. So, I'll be announcing that soon. So, that's okay. that. Uh, but anyway, that's that. Uh, we should probably do some news here before we get to the AEW. So, let's do it news. And I'm trying to gather it here. Oh, there it is. And I'll uh, start with the ratings. Last week's Monday Night Raw scored, oh, 1.9 million viewers. Again, these numbers after WrestleMania should be way higher. Yes. Mm. 1.9. It's still higher than I thought. I think last week I said it would be 1.7. Right. But 1.9? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, that's what I always say. Okay. As we proved earlier. Uh, SmackDown live on Fox, 2 million viewers. That's pretty standard. Um, But then we have the AEW versus NXT. Of course, they're not on the same night anymore, but we still have to compare the numbers. Um, Because Triple H is now saying that it was an imaginary war that, that only AEW was having in their head. Then why have any ratings ever? Not just that, but why? If if it was why an imaginary move? war and Tuesday's such a better rating, why didn't you move to Tuesday like a year ago? <sighs> so it's really stupid. He comes off as an imbecile when he says stuff like that, and then I can't trust him in the future. That's the problem when you lie like that. Yeah, is I remember. You know, you ever play those video games? Like, um, the, yeah. I'm sure our listeners have the Telltale games or whatever games where you're playing a game that choices matter, and you say a thing, and then at the top of the screen it says, "Like Barry will remember this," because what you say is important, and that character you're talking to, they're going to remember that. They're not going to be stupid and just forget it. Most people aren't stupid. Most people are actually pretty smart, um, despite what you might think by the averages out there. But yeah, when Triple H says something and it's a blatant lie, then the next time he talks, I'm going to think he's a liar. It's the same thing with Stephanie. She urinated away her goodwill a long, long time ago. No one, one says it like Right that. into the sewers. It went like, she didn't even use a toilet. It was like to the ground, down the manhole. That sounds gross. Um, but anyway, <laughs> peeing races, yeah, peeing races that you have. But anyway, this imaginary war. Guess what? Guess who's still winning even on different nights? Your Not mom? WWE. Oh. Wow, that was unnecessary. It was a good thing. It's that you won. Oh, okay, that's good. But AEW, 
Um, well, well, we'll do it backwards here. NXT had, of course, 841,000 viewers. Why is that of course? Because it's, it's of course they did. Why wouldn't they have that many? I don't know. And AEW had 1,104,000 viewers. So that's clearly. A decisive victory. Yeah, I would think that, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot more viewers. So Triple H, you're drunk. Go home, please. Isn't that what they say? You're drunk. Go home, please. Mm hmm. Okay. See? But our big news story of the week, top story of the week, last week's story was that um, all WWE had released 10 superstars for various reasons. And one of them was Samoa Joe, and it was shocking. And, you know, we don't know his status. And I'll talk about him during the impact uh, portion of the show. But one of the superstars was that was released was Mickey James. And I think I said, I, I say on the show every week, and I think I said it last week. Mickey James gets bum rap. She gets the Piggy James gimmick. Mm-hmm. She gets the you're really old gimmick. You're going to be in the retirement home gimmick. Yep. You're old and Piggy gimmick. Yes. And guess what? Uh, the, the new gimmick is after she got fired, they got her again because they, of course, fire people when they're at home. So sometimes when you have a place like the Thunderdome that's just sitting there, Maybe the last time you were there, you had stuff there because it's the same locker room. Well, they took the stuff that was in her locker room after they fired her, threw it in a trash bag, and then threw it in a FedEx box and mailed it to her. So when she got her belongings from WWE, her work belongings, yeah, old dirty trash bag. Wasn't that a TNA wrestling? It probably wasn't an old dirty trash bag. It did not look new in the picture. I couldn't tell. I doubt they used a, a used trash bag. I'm not saying it was right. I'm saying they could have at least used like a new package of trash bags if you're going to do that. They could have just put it straight in the box. No, that's too much work. So what they did was they decided to give Mickey her stuff in a trash bag. So guess what? She's sick of this treatment, but she does it always in a nice classy way. And she tweeted out, hey. Look at this nice package I got from WWE. They mm. sent my me my stuff in this nice little bag. And it's a trash bag. So whoever did it at WWE, yuck yuck. They thought it was really funny. Well, then other people came out on Twitter and said, like Maria, and said, yeah, they did that to me too. And other people said, yeah, when they fired me, they also sent me my stuff in a trash bag. So that's... Not cool. So to save face or look like heroes, whatever it is, or hopefully just to punish the people that did wrong, Triple H and Stephanie both separately decided to tweet that this was unacceptable behavior from their employees and they will find out who did this and appropriate person would would be punished. Well, later that night... um, Head of talent relations or a senior director of talent relations, Mark Carano, was fired. So I guess it was him, right? I guess. And a few other people got shuffled around and one woman got fired. But it looked like it was pretty much, it was that guy's fault. Because Triple H said, the person that did this will be terminated. And then he was fired. Mm -hmm. So we assume it's him. Um, Larry brought it to our attention today, though, that... Um, 
According to one um, source, and that source be some dirtcheat.foot, um, Carano's ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, not really sure, on Twitter is now saying, oh, now that he's fired by WWE, would you like more information? And the more information is that Carano used to steal titles from WWE, so title belts, he would take them. And then he would store them in his guest room under his bed. <laughs> and he would hoard them in, in under the bed. And there's a side story about how he tried to kill that woman's, his girlfriend's cat. Oh, so God. I don't know what any of that is. And it's not really even news. But it has been made. It, it was an accusation that she is making. So this guy already sounds like a scumbag. So, yeah. What I I would like to know is that when they fired that guy, did they send him his stuff in a trash bag? I would hope so. I would hope they put him in a trash bag and threw him out the door. Yeah. But I don't think so. And then what was it? Like the same day, coincidentally and disgustingly, Drew McIntyre and Sasha Banks were on a like a hefty trash bag commercial online. Yeah. Like there was an online commercial about being boss tough or something. Yeah. And they were using garbage bags and showing the flex force or whatever it was. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> it was bad timing. Wow. I, yep. Oops. So that was like the big news story this week. Oh, um, the only other real story is that um, another state of state of emergency has been declared in Japan I think it was on the 24th it started, so like a few days ago. Um, and that goes, I think, till May 11th. So Jeez. that means that there are a bunch of New Japan shows that, I guess, the weekday house show type things, but the ones that we're going to be on, on at Corken Hall, um, that we're going to be televised on New Japan World, they're all canceled. That's sad. So, yeah. It's unfortunate because they were finally being able to make some money Right. In New Japan, because they make a lot of their money off ticket sales. And, uh, yeah, no, not this uh, coming week. Break. No, it's very sad. So we'll see how that works out after the 11th. And hopefully they don't extend it because this could really impact a lot of the road to shows. Like those shows were all the road to Wrestle Grand Slam. Now, there's two Wrestle Grand Slams. There's one at. Where's the one? One's at Tokyo Dome and one's at some baseball stadium or something. I forget. The Carp Stadium. The point is, one might be at the Carp Stadium. One, one's I think it. I want to say at Tokyo Dome. Maybe I made that up. But um, regardless, there's two shows, and all the road two shows for the first one are all canceled. Oh man. Yeah. So there's going to be like no build at all. So. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not good at all. So. But. Um, I can't think of any other stories from the week. So Nope. Not really. I was gonna say yeah, we got a new um a bunch of new champions and impacts, but I'll save those for the review or the talk or whatever it's called. The talk. The talk. So the talk about impact. Uh all right, let's do AEW now. How about okay. that? Okay. So Dynamite. AEW, Dynamite. I always oh. forget that it's Dynamite, and you threw me off when you said that. I oh. thought it was a different show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. confused. It ah. is Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Tonight, we're going to get the TNT title. 
defended. It's Darby Allen with Sting versus Jungle Boy and Luch- with Luchasaurus. Okay. We're also going to have the AEW women's title tonight uh, defended. It's Sheeta <clears throat> as the champion versus Ty Conti. Good. Yes. JR is going to interview the Pinnacle and then uh, a bunch of other stuff. I like went through the whole thing and I was like, ah, some of it was just jobbery and I didn't even think we needed to repeat it. But yeah, lots of stuff going to happen tonight. The opening match is absolute Ricky Starks with Hook. (laughs) Hook. Did Hook draw that tattoo on himself? I think he did with a Sharpie versus the number one ranked hangman Adam Page. Okay. It's a match. It's a really good match. Stark eats everything. Paige is amazing. Yeah. Um, Ricky sells a calf injury that I thought was going to factor into the finish, but it does it not. It kind of did. I mean, not really. Well, but- they don't say it. Yeah. It's very subtle. It was weird. Buckshot Lariat is countered into a spear that makes Starks cry out of frustration. So yeah. that's kind of funny. Um, but then some new submission by Paige, and uh, Paige picks up the win. So he's, you know, still yeah. number one. It was like, he, yeah. Half bulldog choke in the front and in the back. It was like, um, I don't know. He just kind of hooked the leg. He kind of not quite Moodle lock, not quite, I don't know, not quite STF, but um, it was weird. And Starks did tap out immediately. Yes. But I'm not sure if he's hurt or not. Yeah. I don't know if it even was the same leg. So. Uh, you know what? I don't know either. So, <laughs> so that's I'm a not good sure. point. Um, Taz on the mic says that Paige got lucky as uh, Hook sneaks up. Mm. And does a chop block to Paige. Wow. And it's a two-on-one beatdown, but then Brian Cage comes out. So it's a three-on-one beatdown, even though you think for a second that Brian Cage is turning face. Wasn't he turning face like a month ago? Yeah. They just forgot. But then you get like a a Cage-Page tease, but then Dark Order come out for the save. Yeah. Outside, the Elite is arriving, and they have their own trailer and... Brandon Cutler. Is it Brandon Cutler? Brandon Cutler, cameraman. Extraordinary. Their own cameraman. He turned heel by proxy, I guess. Yeah. It happens. Or vicariously through the young bucks. I guess. That's weird. The transitive properties or whatever. Yeah. Next match is now it's El Cerro Miedo with Alex Abrahantes. Yeah. Versus Trent. Question mark? With question mark with Orange Cassidy. And the commentators um, have no idea where the question mark comes from in Trent's name. So if anyone knows, let us know because I, I don't, don't know, we know either. If Trent even knows. Yeah. Or is it just because he's. Because he doesn't have a. I thought it was because he doesn't have a last company. name because when he was with WWE, it was Trent Beretta and then they took away Beretta. So then he. Did he mean it like Trent? I'm Trent? Question mark? Like I don't know my own last name. I was never sure about that. But I see. Think I that, took it as yeah, because it's not Trent Space? Question mark. It's Trent. I know it's question one mark. thing. But if it's a, like, is if that is really his name? Right. Trent? But if it's like a like a handle or something, maybe it's all one thing. Maybe you can't have spaces. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, Alex and Penta do this, like Alex and Penta in a box. And they're very cheesy and ridiculous and funny. It's very funny, though. Yeah, it's very funny. Because Alex just translating Penta stuff and then doing the old, the great Kali says gimmick really works for yeah. these two. Yeah. Um, match, uh, another really great match. They're murdering each other. Um, but Alex interrupts mid-match to say Trent's friends suck and Trent's mama sucks. <gasps> and that's enough, obviously, to get Trent all bent out of shape. Orange Cassidy gets taken out by Penta, Penta Driver. And Penna wins after some nonsense with 
a mic shot. Too much and, nonsense. By Alex. And mm. it's unnecessary because Penna shouldn't need anything. No, um, not at all. Not against Trent or anybody. Mm-mm. But, I mean, it's still a good match. It's just very clustery. But there's yeah. a lot of cluster tonight. Yeah, there is. So now J.R. talks to the Pinnacle. Um, they said Tully is home, writing up plays for Blood and Guts. And Think about that. He's basically saying he's booking the match. Yeah. And there's a gift there from MJ to MJF from Tully, and it's a silk Burberry scarf because the weather is uh. warming up. Wardlow talks for a bit, and he mentions that Jericho messed up the promo a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'm glad they, but only they didn't when let him go. Jericho was talking about Wardlow, which yep. was very funny. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, MJF says that Jericho. Oh, that the Jericho rub is Jericho wrestling against people the fan base already want to see. That's awesome. And then taking credit for it That's when it's so when it's successful. Funny. It is very funny. <coughs> Excuse me. I like um, that. MJF um, wants a family on family battle. And he says he's not a mark for Jericho. He's a mark for Jericho's spot. Nice. Well, I mean, but the thing was that Jericho never said that MJF was a mark for Jericho. He said he was a mark for himself. He might have said it a different week, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. Um, and when you're <clears throat> in the pinnacle, you're always on top, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's a very, very good segment. Yeah, um, really good promo. Very, very good. The only one who doesn't get to talk is um, Tiger Boy. What's his name? Tiger Man. Tiger face. What's his name? Sean Spears. No. Tiger. Pinnacle. Oh, you're talking about later with the inner circle. Inner circle. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's, that is later. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, we get a Sheeta Conti video package. And uh, that matches now. AEW Women's wow. Championship match. Challenger Tai Conti versus champion Hikaru, Hikaru Shida. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I knew I was going to mess it up. Um, this match is where I learn... Oh, God, that Sheeta wears, like, toe prison shoes. Oh, yeah. She looks like she has hooves. Oh, and I'm so uncomfortable. The rest yeah. of the match, I have a really, really Toes hard time. Split. I don't know how I never um, never noticed that before, but her, her big toe is split from the rest of the toes in the shoes, and I don't like it, and I, I don't mean, want it. Really? How often do you look at a wrestler's shoes? I don't know what that is. That's Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Santanda Sheeta. <laughs> Uh, on the top rope, and that looked painful. That was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, such a good match. I really like it. Which is shot to Conti. Um, that's new. I haven't seen that's her. new, oh. and that's awesome. Yeah, I don't too. remember that. But. Uh, Ty K. Oh no, it was a bit broken though. Katana yeah. Sheeta retains um, as she should. It was really good, and Ty is getting so good. She's great. It's, yeah, it's really. It's really amazing because all I could remember was her matches in NXT and with Beth Phoenix calling the match and going, Taikanchi, she's so yeah. good. And she wasn't good. Stop saying yeah. that people that suck are good. And how about wait till they're good and then tell me how good they are. Dr. Britt Baker comes out and they show a graphic where um, Britt is number two. <clears throat> yeah. And then they factor in ty's loss and that puts Britt baker at, at number that. one so she was able to do what she said she was going to do in like two weeks beat a bunch of jobbers <laughs> <laughs> two weeks and she's already at number one and math is her friend math is her friend all she had to do was win like three matches and then have everyone else that was blow her lose yeah. it worked out now we get a miro promo and he mad at everybody he is, but he wants, he says, he's a, anybody who has a title should be yeah, afraid. What champion does he beat first? I say Sheeta. I say Sheeta as well, because the thing is, yeah, there's only two. 
So. Or the or tag team. Yeah. Yeah, but could be a tag we, team. I guess. But really, yeah, it's Omega who's a heel, so that's not or happening. Darby. So it's Darby. So clearly, the story is going to be with Darby. Yeah. Now Tony Schiavone introduces the inner circle, and Jericho talks about blood and guts and trail of tears, whatever. Jericho, Why would you say that? D-back. He calls the pinnacle the inner circle by accident. Yeah. And he is all over the place. He messes and it's up like, so many times. It's like Wardlow got in his head. Yep. It it's, really was like yeah. that. He sings a show tune about MJF, and it's not even... It's nothing. It's nothing. It's not He it's forgets not the words. Funny. He, he forgets, forgets the, the rhyme. Word. He can't remember the rhyme. supposed to rhyme poo. Jericho, the rhyme is poo. And he says... Toilet swirly or whatever. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really <clears throat> bad. And next week, they're going to have a blood and guts parlay. And he said, God oh. help you. He better on your soul. Oh, my God. What? Jericho, you're a disaster. Yeah. Wow. He probably's just Jer- having an off night, but I really want to think Jer- that. Jer- just got in his head. promo, the immortal promo is so good. And now this is what he follows it up with. But you can't, I mean, just because you call something an immortal promo doesn't mean it had to have been perfect. It just means it has to have been memorable. Yeah, this was only Um, memorable because it had so many mistakes. God. Now, it's the match you always wanted. Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. Oh, wait, you mean now we're going to review Dark, right? Yeah. Is that what this is? Mm -hmm. Dark? Did you know, Joe, that Billy Gunn in 2021 Mm -hmm. on AEW? Yeah. Is nine and zero. Okay, he said no matches on Dynamite, which means Billy Gunn is beating jobbers every week on Elevation. That's really sad. So, what's Hangman Adam Page's record <clears throat> if he's the you number know, one that's ranked? A really good question. I guess you have to wrestle more matches for it to count. Huh. Yeah, I would. I I, I really want to. So know. again, now that there's two YouTube shows, shouldn't every jobber guy like Billy Gunn want to wrestle on yes. both of those shows so they could? artificially enhance their record yeah this is this is a big flaw yeah the factory in a box say words i don't Mm. know the factory come out billy gunn takes out bailey's ex like to dinner this is like a cartoon i don't want this it's dumb no billy gunn Gunn against qt marshall who is this for gun kid guns kid or brother, I don't know who he is. Jumps I never out know of the crowd. Either. It's just a bunch of guns and beats up factory workers. And it's a match I don't care about. People I don't care about. Billy no sells and Hulk hulks up. He's actually hulking up. He was shaking his arms. Yeah. Wow. In twenty twenty one. Yeah. And a go go comes out and he does the body blow punch thing. Body blow. Body blow. Yeah. Diamond cutter by QT because if you remember, Diamond Dallas Page gifted the cutter. You know who remembers that. Like you, almost almost nobody. You and <laughs> me because you told me not long ago. But seriously, almost no one no one's gonna remember that. Yeah. And also, wow. So Billy Gunn has one match on Dynamite and loses. Yeah. Wow. Diamond Cutter Bike. Oh, I said that. QT Marshall wins. A go go grabs a wooden <gasps> chair, like a weird wooden yeah. chair that looks narrow and tall. Like it's a high chair almost. I don't understand this chair. Where did they get that? It's under the ring. I'm not sure what it's doing there. Uh, he goes to to crack it over. I don't remember who else is in this match. Billy Gunn, crack it over him. But then um, Dustin Rhodes come out, comes out with 
um, for whatever reason, like a bandana over, o- like, over his mouth because of God. COVID, right? Nope. It, he just painted his, he painted his COVID it, mask on, which I don't think it's very effective. A scary mask on. It looked like no face paint he's ever done. It, it looks like, like a COVID mask. It looked like a bandana. Yeah. That was weird. But he takes that weird wooden chair and he hits Camarado <gasps> in the head. And it doesn't even phase him. It makes Camarado look really good, though. And little, it does. And really Camarado strong. already does look good. He has a really good look. He looks like if... I'm just going to say it. Yep. Some people say Bruiser Brody, but I do not. I say Camarado is if Hercules Hernandez and Bobby Roode had a baby. <laughs> and that is much more accurate. But if you want to go for tough guy thing, you could say Bruiser Brody. Yeah. You could say Bruiser Brody. That's fine. Um uh, JR made fun of him early in the night and said he was wearing a sweater because he's so furry. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, boy. Now, out back, we're in a trailer with the Bucks and Cutler and the Good Brothers and Nakazawa and Omega and Don Callis. And I didn't realize that many D-bags could fit in one trailer. <laughs> it's like a Apparently, clown car, it is. but for D-bags. Apparently. Um, yeah. And a horn honks while Kenny is talking and he gets really mad. And somebody says, we're live, pal. Ah, that's right. It's either we're live, pal. And so we go outside again, and it's Mox and Kingston, and they're in a big truck. Not like a diesel, but like a truck on wheels. Um, I guess all trucks are on wheels. It was regular size wheels. I thought it was going to be a monster truck, but it was but it's just like, like a, a big tr- a pickup, pickup truck. truck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they broadside the trailer. Wow. And then... They grab a lead pipe and they're coming after the elite and they're beating the side of the trailer. And they what? didn't take that long. Yeah. But not only is there no, there's no one in the trailer. It looks like there was never, I don't never know, anyone like in never the trailer. Why didn't trailer. we at least see the elite run away or something? Or like a cloud of smoke, like in a cartoon, a dust, like in a cartoon this was, or something. This, all this looked like was fake because of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Mox says, <laughs> B word AF, and it's the most it's, unnatural it's thing he's ever said. He's, it's like so Re- stupid. It's like Renee heard like a little kid say that, and she's saying it at the house. So now Mox is repeating it. That's I think what the that's, kids say. I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, that gimmick. Yeah, and so then Mox throws a pipe at the glass, the trailer, and it explodes all over the place. <laughs> and Eddie, it, like, some gets on Eddie, and Eddie's all, "You want to wait till I'm out of the way?" Kind of. Yeah, it was just kind that of was funny. good. Um, he's funny at ad libs. So. Yeah, so that was that was a thing. Yeah. But yeah, they don't. I that part was ridiculous because there's just no way. Even even rushing, they could not get out of there that fast. Like ten people had to evacuate. Yeah, in that five second span, yes. it didn't make any sense. And they're all d bags who would want to rush to the door first. And they would have made noise. There was no yes. noise. This this was this was not done very well. No. Next up, that other match you've always wanted to see, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Christian Cage. Oh, my God. Team Taz is banned from ringside, but unfortunately not from the mic. Why is every match either Hobbs is banned from ringside or Team Taz is banned from ringside? No, Like, are they not allowed to be seen together or something? Is there some sort of restraining order? The same person. It's a Diana Ross, Michael Jackson thing. Maybe it is. Um, Taz is back on commentary. He was on earlier in the night, but he didn't say anything useful. Yeah. So I didn't, not useful, but not really n- notable. Um, so he's back on the match, on the commentary. It's a match, kill switch. Okay, Christian wins. Poor wow. Hobbs. Uh, poor young, talented 
Hobbes losing to an 87-year-old Christian. It's um, weird. It's like, I understand you don't bring Christian in to lose, but... Right. I don't know. Like, why are we doing this? I don't know. Starks limps out to check on, check on Hobbes. And he's still in his gear... From the opening match, where this is the this oh, is the match right before the main that's event, right. and he's still in his little tiny white. Yeah, so he sat around in his own sweaty underwear all night for the whole night. For, like why? Just because he had one more spot. Why wouldn't he have showered? Just a quick shower and just like throw on a pair of jeans. Mm. I don't understand wrestlers. Okay, Jade, Garg- Jade Cargill promo, and this is the this is the gist of the promo. All it the doesn't manager- make any okay. sense. All of the managers want her, and they even have some managers talk about yes. wanting her. But she doesn't need a manager. But if a manager wants her, they'd better make her a hell of a deal. What? So, okay. Okay. You know, AEW, not everyone needs a manager. Right. Or okay. a faction. Okay. Just letting you know. They're neat. Managers are neat and not really used much. <coughs> They're not used in Excuse WWE almost ever. Factions, not usually in WWE almost ever. So they're neat because they're different because we don't see that all the time unless we watch Japanese wrestling, then they're, you know, all they all it is is factions. But you not everybody needs to be in one. That's all. Main event time, it's the TNT title match. It is challenger Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus versus TNT champion Darby Allen with Sting. This is a really good match again. It's great. Um, wow. Early in the match, they go blind over the barrier onto the concrete. Oh, that was scary. A little scary. I didn't know whose head was hitting the ground or what was happening there. And in the Who Wants to Die match, because uh, there's like a bunch of little uh, spots here and there where you think, okay, this is it. This is yeah. where everybody dies. Yeah. Um, cough and drop onto the apron. Oh, my God. Spot. I thought for sure they weren't really oh going to go God. through with it. Yeah. But I think I remember it. Didn't he do that to sammy i think i think there. he did yeah but the point is just even doing it it's just so risky and so scary it has like, to be done to someone who's narrow enough skinny yes. enough to, to fit yep. perfectly on that little tiny spot on the yeah. apron it's weird um sting and luchasaurus argue uh, on the apron for mm. no reason whatsoever and then sting slugs luchasaurus because that's smart did you hear a little bit of booing i did yeah yeah why would you want to me- have anyone mess with luchasaurus you don't do you I want Sting to be healed? What are you doing? I don't know what's going on. They fight into the tunnel, Sting and Luchasaurus. It looked really stupid. Mm-hmm. They like rolled in there. Yeah. We go to break and we come back to a tag team match already in progress. <laughs> no, no, we don't because this is WWE. not WWE. Yeah, that's only um, that would no do that. snare trap. But Darcy, Darcy, that's what my notes say. Darby crawls to the ropes. Um, Romero special by Jungle Boy. Look at that snare trap again. Um, I gouged to get out. So that's the first time that somebody's gotten out of it, right? Without a rope break? Yes. Okay. You're correct. Yeah. But, you know, kind of had to cheat to do it. But yes. still, it worked. But still. Darby Allen. Oops, almost spoiled it. <clears throat> Last Supper, Darby Allen retains. Yeah. So it's an excellent match. Yep. Um, Jungle Boy's going to get there one day. Oh, my no God. No doubt. When he does mind. and when there's crowds, this is going to be a big deal. Yeah, it really, really is. Really good match. Um, they're about to shake hands. They have this kind of moment in the ring, but then Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page run in for the beatdown. Okay, that's fine. They've Eagle's been eyeing edge. up that title. It's yeah. fine. Um, but then the murder, murder, her, murder, her, murder, hawk out um, to help. And we then don't he, know. I think, and then he gets beat down too, 
And then Sting comes out with a bat to chase everyone away. It's a little clustery. Every mm. match had a little bit of a cluster to it, just yeah. about. But it was it was overall a very fun show. Yeah. Still, when you look at compared to WWE, it was brilliant. Yeah. There's almost no mistakes at all. As opposed to all mistakes. Yep. Let me read an email if I could okay. find one here. <clears throat> Ian writes in and says, This week's Dynamite was solidly good in an unspectacular way. I particularly enjoyed the match <laughs> where the underdog fought from underneath, did much better than ex- people expected, but ultimately lost to a more experienced opponent. Wait, that's three or four different matches. Let me try again. <laughs> I like the match where someone came out at the end and either attacked the victor or challenged them to another match. Oh, wait, that's at least four of the matches. Hold on. I like the match where the in-ring was pretty good, but at no point was I in any doubt about the result. Oh, that's every match, too. very good point and they do do that a lot yes joking aside this was a very good and entirely predictable episode of dynamite there were a lot of good lots of good in-ring work especially from Sheeta and ty Mm -hmm. and every match progressed the story by a single measured step that's fine i don't want any i don't want swears every week but i did mean that the main attraction of the show but it did mean sorry that the main attraction of the show this week was matches rather than their outcomes yeah Absolutely. It can't be a big surprise every week. Right. You just can't do it. <clears throat> and also TNT hates that. So they like advertising and results. So I have an email from Grumpy2 Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Dear SWF, Conti and Cheetah. Wow, what a match. Stiff as hell. Loved it. Both women did some moves I don't think I've ever seen before. Me too. I love that the division seems like it's gaining some traction. Conti lost, but looks like a star. Yes, I want Miro to go after Brian Cage's FTW belt. I think that'd be awesome. I I didn't think about that. I forgot about that title completely. Because it seems like every time Cage wrestles, it's not for that. So like, why does he even have it? Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um... All right, this one, Slow Bro Brazil Jr. writes in and says, I'd like to offer my two cents concerning what show to cover instead of SmackDown. My choice is SmackDown. (laughs) Because I've had to change my work schedule, so I can't watch with my kids. SmackDown has been the better show. Yes, Football Head's annoying, but I bet he's more invested than Baseball Head Cheater. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I'd wish you reconsidered NXT, too. It's always being reconsidered, believe me. Well, you'll let you know. This, if it's this ever did back. not get the impact banishment. No, it's not like it's gone forever. We just were like, "F them." It was a final straw type thing. Yeah, for for maybe just temporary. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Even though I did say as long as football heads on there, but I, you know, I changed. But my you mind. didn't make that decision in in consultation with me. But not only that, <laughs> when we started reviewing Impact again, mm-hmm. Josh was was still on there. Yeah, but that was like seventeen years after. Didn't matter. Josh was still on there. We didn't go by the thing. So you're saying we can't take your word. We, we're saying we could take it back. That's oh, all. okay. So that's good. Uh, I'd wish you'd reconsider NXT too. It's getting better, especially with the way. Nope, hate it. And my new crush, <laughs> Indy Hartwell. I just can't pop. Now he's Papa John, by the way. That's Johnny Gargano. Papa oh. John. No. And this whole index thing. Oh my God. Make it stop. I don't want to see. Indy Hartwell with Dexter Loomis. I don't want them Why? to have a Brangelina name. Why? Why not? Dexter Loomis? Why? Why do you have a problem with that? Because it's just weird and creepy. Why? I'll tell you off the show. Okay. It's not a good situation. Okay. Indy, Indy wanted... Okay, the one week 
Indy wanted Dexter to kiss her. Mm-hmm. So she was playing dead. Oh, lovely. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So this isn't good. This whole thing is toxic. And The Way has um, Austin Theory in it. So no! I'm going to have toxic stuck in my head all night now. But seriously, though, don't, don't, just don't. Okay, um... <sighs> yep, emails. I got one more. I don't. Um... You know, I'll wait till after the, what's it called? The Impact thing. Okay. So let me tell you about a little show that I watched called The Impact Rebellion. The pay-per-view was on Sunday night. I was tricked into believing that it was live. It was not, everyone. Did you think it was live? So can I tell you, first of all, just seeing in the subject line, Rebellion, of an email Mm -hmm. that we're going to read later. Yeah. I'm realizing that it's also Rebel Lion, which is the title of a book that I have. And now you're thinking, and oh my I'm, God, they mean Rebellion and you feel silly? Like yes. Chips Ahoy and <laughs> Chester Cheeto the Cheetah's Cheetah? Yes. I never realized it was a play on that's Re- fair. Rebellion. That's it? Yep. That's oh, that's it. fair. Yeah. just I just realized it for the first time ever. Not everybody notices everything. Chips Ahoy, everybody. I do. I do. Okay. That's fair. But I watched it. Uh, I watched the Impact Rebellion, and I was like, okay, this is a live... Nope, it was taped. Even though it was claimed, it was $40, and they said live on pay-per-view. It was That's dirty. Not, not live. No. I don't know what day it was taped. I'm going to find out. <sighs> but it was not that day. Um, but titles... Wow, titles changing hands left and right. Um, the show opened with uh, the, the uh, X Division title match. It was, and I'm not going to do a full move by move here thing. I'm just going to tell you my thoughts here. Okay. Okay. But it was Ace Austin. He's the champion um, against Josh Alexander from the North. If you remember him, nope. He was the guy with the headgear. Nope. Used to be with uh, Ethan Page. Nope. Excuse me. Versus D bag TJ Perkins. Yep. Remember him. Yeah. Well, anyway, the match I thought was sloppy, but. Good for him. Josh Alexander won the title. So that was good. So that's it. And he uses that J-Driller as a finisher. But he calls it Divine Intervention. But the point is this. Um, it, uh, <clears throat> here's my pro- I'm going to tell you my problem with the pay-per-view. Okay. Their names are Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. Yes. Now, you know, it seems like I just hate all commentators. But I don't hate all commentators I hate bad commentary, and it just so happens that we are in the golden age of bad commentary. It's not my fault. No. Not everybody can be a... And then you have to really concentrate and think of somebody good. You know what I mean? It's like, not everybody could be a... uh, a uh, Morrow. Not everybody could be a Kevin Kelly. Even Morrow gets obnoxious after a while. And that's a thing. You You need to rotate them out. Maybe you do. But that was interesting. And then they had a match, which was uh, an eight-man tag, Violent by Design. That's Eric Young's team um, of guys. It's Rhino, and I should have written it down. It's Rhino, Cody Diener, who's just Diener now, and Eric Young, and Joe Doring. That's the bad guys. And they're going against Team Leftovers. It's Storm and Saban, Mm -hmm. who were the... 
whatever number one contenders or whatever they were. Willie Mack and Eddie Wolf. So that's, yeah, Eddie Edwards. So that's a great, let's just fill the rest of the card match. But of course, the story is that Eric Young is hurt. So who's going to take his place? Why, look, it's double. Big ass. It's, it is. It's him. It's him. The return of Big Cass. It's W. Morrissey. So people are like, wow. And Stryker starts doing the Smith's quotes and stuff. Oh, by the way, really annoying. All night Bible Bible quotes from Stryker. And I mean, you got used to this if you watch Lucha Underground because you used to say them all the time. Oh, my God, Stryker. We get it. You memorize the Bible. Good for you. But every freaking match had to have bible quotes in it anyway so this w morrissey oh he must like the smiths that's his name it's william morrissey Mm -hmm. that's his actual name but they never said that no but listen i'm not gonna say whether i'm gonna forgive big Cass because he did some d-bag things but he wasn't as bad as enzo and i'm also not gonna compare him to them just because they were teamed up um but do I care about him after this? No, not really. Mm-mm. I mean, he just looked he looked like he was working out a lot. Mm-hmm. He came out looking strong. He was not impressive in the match. No. And then it was over. He did standard big guy moves and that was it. Yep. Also apparent tonight, um, not only was this not live, a lot of edit tricks and things cleaned up, which really shocked me because in the main event, I wonder if wonder if that was the live part. Huh. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But in the main event, there were at least two bad Kenny Omega botches. But they mm. didn't try and clean those up. They left those in there just fine. So that was weird. But anyway, this match, of course, is that... Um, what's his name? Morrissey wins. So. Right. That's it. But he's not with Violent by Design. Or as Stryker said, Violence by Design. Because, you know, right. he's one of the only two commentators that doesn't know the name of the group. So that's good. <laughs> Um, the next match was the action figures feud of the decade that you never wanted. Oh, it's a uh, Zack Ryder against Kurt Hawkins. It's so Brian versus Matt. It is. And I told you if I wanted a Brian versus Matt contest, I would just go back to work. Well, and there I you did. go. There you go. But guess what? No one cares. It was, yeah. This match is just, um... The, the bad guy cheats. Yeah, and let me tell you the ending. It was really stupid because they wrestle. I don't really care. Stryker starts acting like an idiot and like he's he's mixing real life with what's happening in the story here. And then all of a sudden, um, Zack Ryder goes for the Rough Rider and he, j- quote, jams his knee. Oh, no, he has a leg injury. So the ref puts up the X. Now, shouldn't that end the match? Yes. Nah. Not in fake TNA because the commentators can't act. They're like, oh, what is happening here? Oh, no. And then Stryker basically says that wrestling's fake, but this is real. Then other refs come out, but Hawkins just grabs Ryder and is like, well, I'm going to get you anyway. And does his move? His move is not no. What? <laughs> Brian Myers. Yeah. Kurt Hawkins' finisher is called Two Roster Cuts. No, it is not. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> he does that move. <laughs> he wins. So the referee counts three after he put up the X. He counts three uh, on an injured wrestler. That's how believable this is. Aye, aye, aye. Are you kidding me? And then they announce that uh, Tony Khan's on and announces that um, Aubrey's going to be the referee. And then Scott Demore comes in and says, no, Hepner's going to be the referee. And they're like, why not both? That's it. So <laughs> how then, can there be two referees? How can there be? Then it was sloppy Mc wrestling match. Uh, it was fire and flavor, which is <laughs> Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, who are the tag team champs, against Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace, Jordine Grace, and Rachel Ellering. The new to impact Rachel Ellering. For some reason, they have jazz with them. The retired jazz is with them. Hmm. And the match is botchy. My other problem besides Stryker being annoying all night is D'Lo overselling every little thing that happens. Everything blows his mind. Everything makes him scream. During the first match, right after it was over, actually, he said, Oh my God, I am I lost my voice already. I'm losing my voice. And it, we're only in the first match. I wish. It's like... Yeah, because you're you're selling everything like it's the greatest thing you've ever seen, and it's not good. They botch this cutter thing on the apron that doesn't even work, and D'Lo sells it like it's the greatest thing in the whole world. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The uh, team cheating Jazz, even though they're supposed to be the faces, I guess, win. So, new mm. champions. Grace and Ellering with their botchy, botchy moves. Um, then for some reason, Sammy Callahan... Went against Trey Miguel in a last man standing match. And this was crazy tables, crazy chairs, crazy this, crazy that. And then, okay, this really bothered me. So in the ring, they want to do a spot where the table has the legs up so that they're, consi- you know, because they're so dangerous. Because don't forget, this is Sam Callahan that hit somebody in the head with a baseball bat. Right. I did say this was not not going to be a full review. It's a full review, everybody. Yeah. Well, I didn't... I thought I wouldn't remember it, so I would be... But I remember it so well because I watched it today. So... Um, but anyway, so they put the table upside down. So the legs are sticking up. Callahan takes Trey, slams him on the legs. Impales him. See? Isn't that what... You, okay. Doesn't that sound what it is? Yes. Like what it is? Did it fold the legs? Do you know what? Do you know what D'Lo says? What? Oh my God, Trey Miguel impaled. Wouldn't that mean he died? He yes. went to the hospital? Okay. Yes. He goes, I don't even want to see a replay of that. When we see the replay, we realize just how bad that move was. Mm-hmm. He slammed him on the bar between the two legs. Oh. So there was nothing. Nobody was impaled. And it looked super lame the second like time they showed goal. it. Yes. That really, really ruined the match for me. That was really fake. But anyway, somehow in the end, a bunch of really ridiculous looking things. And then Miguel wins because Callahan tries to stand up and he grabs the table and he slips. So, oh, he can't stand up to 10 count. He loses. So that's it. And then my surprise match of the night, um, it was the tag team champs, New Japan's Finn Juice. Oh, yeah. Against the Good Brothers for the tag titles. And sure enough, 
Finjuice just retain and leave. Yeah, did not expect that. So, oh, the whole match? Big LG, Doc Gallows. Yeah, that was annoying. Do you, you understand that Big LG is Big Luke Gallows and it's just old Big LG. I'm sure he has some vulgar name for that or something. Oh, I'm sure. You know. Uh, then the last two matches tonight, women's, ta- women's title match and the men's title match. It was the women's title match was the champion Deanna Perrazzo against uh, Emma Tennille Dashwood. And um, this sure was a thing. It sure existed. And uh, Perrazzo retains. I don't even, that didn't, that match did nothing for me. Um, in the main event, title versus title, Kenny Omega against Rich Swan. But the funny thing was Rich Swan was cutting promo earlier in the night and he said, this is for all the gold, but it's not for Kenny's AAA Omega title. Right, so, yeah. No, it's not. And also Rich Swan was like, wow, he might be able to win in AEW or in AAA, but, but you know, you know whose house this is? Ron's house. And then I think, right. I think the woman's going to say Swan's house, right? Right. She says, Impact. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yes, the TNA title, the Impact, it's an Impact, it's Rebellion, it's... Rebel Lion. He says, it's, it's, he says, it's Impact, it's Rebellion, it's my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So there were a lot of answers to that question. So like I said, two referees, Morrow joins commentary. So that was the big moment of the night. Here's the thing. Once I listen to Morrow on commentary... I realize once a crowd comes back. Oh yeah, I never said about the promo, so I have to talk about Samoa Joe in a second. But um, once a crowd comes back, if you had a crowd with crossover from AEW and you had Morrow in commentary, Impact would be a real contender. Yeah, not even kidding. Like Morrow showing up in commentary was like made Striker and D'Lo look like two indie wrestling chumps, like just these garbage indie commentators that you know. They, you know, they have a whatever. They're 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 accountants by day or whatever. They work at a pizza <laughs> place. They have a, just a you know, regular job, whatever. But then on the weekend, they call wrestling for an indie promotion. They're not great at it, but they have fun with it. Unfortunately, that's D'Lo Brown. <laughs> um, but when you bring in somebody pro, it's pretty good. But before the match, uh, what I didn't say was they did... Well, Stryker says this is the entire slate of pay-per-views, which would mean the year, but he only talks up till July. So he's an idiot. But it's Slammiversary in July. And guess what? what? The WWE people that were released would be like Mickey James, mm-hmm. like Samoa Joe, like Upside Down Charlotte. They would all be eligible to be at Slammiversary by the date of Slammiversary. Oh, right. Yeah. So guess what? They, sh- they tease it. They're like, they show graphics. They show footage of Samoa Joe. <laughs> like, but they did this other years too. They tricked people. They showed other years. They showed EC3 and um, uh, Rockstar Spud and all these people. So they basically do this. This is now their new gimmick, right? No promises made, but they're going to just show us what could, who could show up. But whatever. This match was pretty good. I wouldn't say it's spectacular. Kenny Omega against Rich Swan. This mm-hmm. match was um too botchy for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell who was doing the botching. But two times they tried to either do a sunset flip powerbomb or something like that from each corner of the, the different corners of the ring. 
both times botched it severely. So I don't know what happened, but it was kind of messed up. And then there was a third botch somewhere in there. I don't remember the last time I saw Omega botch, let alone botch three times in one match. Right. Which makes me want to blame Swan, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to blame Swan. Because I'm not really sure whose fault it was. But anyway, um, wouldn't be a... uh... Oh, and Don Callis' entrance was gold. (laughs) And his promos that he cut, I mean, they were just amazing. This guy was like a... He's like a hidden gem. He really is. And we would make fun of him a lot on commentary in New Japan. He's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. He's just master D-bag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But that's what makes him good, I think. Yeah. Um, But this match had all kinds of cheating and bullcrap in it. And uh, ref bump and other nonsense. I guess it was less cheating and more ref bump bullcrap. But in the end, one wing angel. And guess what? Omega wins, so he has, and they, okay, so when they combined Rich Swan's title with Moose's title, which was the, Rich Swan's was the Impact title, Moose's mm-hmm. title was a TNA, old-fashioned TNA world title that he found in a dumpster. When they combined those two titles, they didn't make a new title, so that means Kenny just won two more titles. So now he's <laughs> yeah. actually, he's he's three-time, he's three current world champion, but he's... But, so triple world champion, but he's not, but he has four titles. That's insane. The visuals are pretty good on this yeah. one. Yeah, oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I thought, you know, it, it was a good show. It could have benefited from a live crowd. It could have been, mm-hmm. but they can't, they can't afford that. They can't do that right now. It's not in their realm. It would have benefited from better commentators, which they fixed that in the last match. Um, I don't know. Some of it comes off as indie-rific stupidity to me. Yeah. But the parts that were good were really good. Um, so I still recommend it. I don't know if I recommend it for $40, though. Yeah, not for thing. if it's not live. No. That's my problem with it. So I wonder why it wasn't live. Yeah. Now, don't forget, it did move dates, too. It was supposed to be... On a Saturday, and then it was on a Sunday. So maybe they recorded it on Saturday. I'm not really sure. Regardless, um, we have an email about it. I have an email and a quarter. Okay, go for it. Salutations. This is from Lunatic Mainstream. Hi. It says, I don't know if you're covering Rebellion, and this isn't really about Rebellion, but would spoil it if I if it read before it. So I figured I'd label it, it appropriately. Well, so thank we you read for that. So. <clears throat> How open do you think the Forbidden Door is? I mean, is? reviewed it, yeah. How open? Yes. Is Besides it, WWE, pretty open. Is it at all possible now that Omega is AEW, AAA, and TNA, TNA and Impact champion that it's possible he could do a program with Kota Ibushi? Now, he could have. Hold, hold on. Yeah. Reserve any commentary. Oh. There's not really a more perfect story than for Omega to go back and face his friend who signed a lifetime contract with New Japan as Omega left. It'd be perfect for this title collector story to win it at Dominion and then have Ibushi feeling like he left New Japan down and dealing with that until Wrestle Kingdom where he takes it back and starts Omega's downward spiral. Just curious if you think it's possible. New Japan seems to be coming around to the talent share cross-promotional concept but would they be willing to drop drop their title for a guy they didn't even let have a farewell farewell appearance on New Year's Dash when he left? 
then the second email is so turns, <laughs> so turns out Ibushi isn't the champ now yeah so clearly i wasn't paying attention yeah. still works have omega win it and Ibushi take it back for new japan but whoops yes. <laughs> yeah. whoops indeed it's new. Will we Ospreay were kind of champ. thinking that too until Ibushi dropped it right we were thinking that that would have been a, a good story be a great story yeah and it could still be done in the future but obviously not now yeah and dominion i think i predicted dominion didn't I say Dominion would be Osprey against Naito? Um, and there is right now so, yeah. absolutely no way of knowing that. That is just a hunch. Yeah. So, because I think what goes Osprey defense title against Shingo, Osprey wins. Osprey defense title against Okada, Osprey wins. And then I think it's Osprey defense title against Naito, Osprey wins. I want to say it's that's the arc, but I could be wrong too. I've been known to be wrong in New Japan booking. It is possible. So, um, okay. Um, this email is from one to know. He says, I have two things I want to discuss. The main thing being that I believe WWE is, ha- I, oh, I have decoded WWE's insistence on delivery. I think he means delivering way too much below average content. Okay. This I got to hear. Hear me out. I believe, oh, that's like an edge promo. Once you say hear me out, I know you get on for a rambling time. I believe WWE is intentionally making their shows long and unwatchable. What? I, oh my God. If they deliver subpar content and hours of it, WWE viewers quite simply get burned out on wrestling and have no time or energy for other promotions. We've all been there before and we know the feeling of wrestling burnout, given the majority of wrestling fans' near obsession with still watching WWE even when it's hopeless, often in search of that magic moment. We will get disappointed more often than not and are, and are then wrestling worn out for the week. This will not change until we ignore them completely. <laughs> Second point, and now apparently annual release of talent. Mayhem, just maybe, I think he means maybe, just maybe. Um, <laughs> this is another intentional act. On WWE's behalf, if they release talent that aren't making a huge impact on WWE scene and then other promotions snap them up, it subconsciously sends a message to the public that WWE is the flagship promotion, the one that sends that other promo- the one that other promotions follow. If WWE doesn't want a wrestler, yet another promotion makes a huge deal about signing them, it sends the message of WWE superiority in a backwards, indirect kind of way. Yes, sure, often other promotions do way better than WWE did with that same wrestler, but nonetheless, in the back of our minds, WWE appears as the alpha promotion who's able to let go of their top two talent at any point in time. I feel like these two strategies help WWE stay on top. In the public eye, despite putting out average product. Average? What year are you talking about? And, oh, don't forget Legends. Pull out Legends out of mothballs every now and then to remind people of the talent WWE produced. So what are your thoughts on these theories? One, two, no. One, two, no. First of all, I thought you were joking. I thought this was going to be a joke email. (laughs) No, they are not intentional. Listen, they think they're... I don't know if they know if their product is good or bad. Okay. So they are just basically producing hours of content to put on TV. So they have like, okay, why do they still, people always ask me this. Why do they still make main event? Because they're contractually obligated to produce that content for other countries. That's why. No one watches main event. No one in America even knows what main event is. If you do watch it, you know what you get? You get an Akira Tozawa, a Drew Gulak, and a Ricochet match with either Mustafa Ali or Umberto Carrillo mixed in there every, or Angel Garza, every week. That's what you get every single week. 
Oh, my God. Imagine watching the combination of all six of those Stooges, their combinations of matches every freaking week. No one would actually watch that. But WWE has international international contracts to think of, and they have years still on them with this main event product that they're putting out that other countries want to pay the money for. Why? I don't know, but they do. So that's why that's being produced. SmackDown and Raw, that's five more hours of content that they have to put out. It's just churning out garbage. They don't care. It could be good one week. It could be bad one week. It could be bad every week. Doesn't matter. They put out their five hours of stuff. They got paid in advance. They don't care. They're going to make the same amount of money no matter what. They don't make ticket sales anymore. There's no money there. All the money's in the TV deals and they already made that money. They already got that. It's in their pockets right now. So although I like your convoluted theory, that's not not at in any way how they think. No. They don't intentionally make bad product and they don't intentionally release people for that reason. They release people for petty reasons, for reasons that creative has nothing for them. Sometimes It's not to say they don't enjoy the benefit of, of what you said. Right. That's but I good, don't, it's not their driving force. That's a good point. So there is that. But thank you for the email. And um, all right. Is it time for Raw? Yes, it's it is. It's time for Raw. All right. WWE Raw, live from the junkyard, as I call it. I hate the Thunderdome. I'll say yeah. that every week. Uh, this is Adnan Verk Take 3. So third week, buddy. You going to do okay this week? No. Um, <laughs> shut it down. Oh, my God. Mace and T-Bar come out to open Raw. This is a joke. I didn't see Mace last week. Oh, so you don't know about how silly he looks yet no. until tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, um, my God. I think his name is Emo Mace. Yeah. He looks like a, a sad clown. It wasn't not, But, okay, uh, shut it down. Mason and T-Bar come out and they're, okay, they don't have masks on anymore, but they do have face paint on and they look all, like, first of all, oh my God, Dijak looked like one of the Ascension before, but now he yeah. absolutely is one of them. Yeah. They're supposed to be going against Braun and Drew. That's what it said on the website, right? Lies. Mason and T-Bar on a box and Mace says... No mask, no allegiance, no business. I don't know what that means. I don't either. No business. <laughs> I get a business. What the? Okay. Before the match, Braun and Drew are backstage. They're arguing with each other. Drew says, basically says this. I'm an old man and you're a kid. So don't call me a kid because you just have been here for five minutes and I've been here for 20 years off and on. Braun says, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to wrestle a handicap match. And guess what? Braun goes out there and makes the match a handicap match so that we can have this match twice just like last week. Mm. This was a direct copy paste from last week, except they switched around the word Drew and the word Braun. So this week, they, last week the handicap match was T-Bar Mace against Drew. And it ended in a DQ when T-Bar Mace wouldn't listen to the refs. Let's find out what happens this week. T-Bar and Mace against Braun. Nobody wants this. Graves says that the Retribution guys are ruthless aggression. What? What year is this? Oh, guess what? This finish is different because this time they won't listen to the ref and get disqualification. Same pathetic 
trash ending. Yeah. F-U WWE with your copy-paste garbage. Drew McIntyre comes out to attack the heels, and he says, oh, you're going to give me a thank you? And Braun won't thank him, and we go to break. And when we come back, already in progress, T-Bar and Mace against Braun and Drew. This is the laziest <laughs> trash ever. Excuse me, Braun does his train thing where he runs around the ring, and Adnan yells, clear the tracks, we're going to need a bigger boat. And Graves mocks him. Because he's, what does... What does that have to do with anything? Clear the tracks, Jaws quote. Yeah. What does a train have to do with a boat? I don't know. Adnan doesn't know either because he just says stuff. He is desperate for a thought to pop in his head that relates to what's happening in the ring. Didn't work. Sorry. And guess what? The faces got counted out. Which means in the last two weeks, we've had this match... Four times. <laughs> and here were the results. Disqualification, 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 count out. High five. Copy paste. WWE is the largest, most profitable wrestling company on earth. And this is the kind of stuff they make. Doesn't matter what they make anymore. They got paid already. <sighs> Braun power slams Drew and calls him bullhead. <laughs> I've heard of being bullheaded, but... Bullhead. You're a bullhead. What is this? They say the New Day's match, their six-man tag, is next. It's not. WWE can't even figure out what the word next means. Yeah. Well, that's nothing new. Mm. I know, but I just want people to know. They don't know what exclusive means. They don't know what next means. Some of the guys don't even know the difference between a train and a boat. Backstage, Drew McIntyre asks Adam Pearce for a match against Braun Strowman tonight, and Pearce says yes, which means Braun is going to wrestle three times tonight and 5,000 times in the last two weeks. No, four times in the last <laughs> two weeks. But the point is, three matches in one night. And by the way, almost everybody that's been out with COVID is still out with COVID. I think that even the people that are there probably have COVID, and that explains just the that poor might performance. But can you believe that WrestleMania was three weeks ago? And AJ Styles and Omos became champions and haven't been seen. Or even mentioned, have they? No. Nope. There's a problem. Art in the ring, Ms. TV. Wait, what? Uh. Liars. You said New Day was wrestling next. What is this? <laughs> so, okay. It's Miz and Morrison and Elias and Riker already in the ring for Ms. TV. I hate this so much. Miz says, we're going to have our own special secret concert right now Ugh. and they do hey hey hop hop unplugged and in case you haven't been paying attention the lyrics to hey hey hop hop are hey hey ho ho <laughs> is this how idiotic can you be byron by the way likes this song and every time they play this song or show that video he says it he goes not gonna lie i like it <laughs> every time because there's bunnies in it. Damien, and he's five. Damien Priest comes out. He says, that bad bunny match that I was in, that's the, like a concert. What? <laughs> what is he talking about? He says, we have a surprise for you. New Day comes out. Woods has a guitar case. Last week, Woods had a guitar case with a guitar in it. And he said, he's going... Um, did he say Aldo Sprato? The point is, 
Yes, it's a Rodriguez thing. It's a guitar case full of weapons is the joke. Right. But then he had just a regular guitar in it. So that didn't make any sense. This week, the commentators are like, oh, little El Desperado there. Well, but how do you... What? Okay, you're just copying what he said from last week. Anyway, they open the guitar case and Priest goes, you know what? Look, look at your concert. It is rotten like these. And he picks up tomatoes from the guitar case full of tomatoes, starts throwing them, but they're not, none of them are rotten. They're not old. They look like (laughs) he just went to the grocery store and got fresh tomatoes, which means a lot of these aren't even ripe. So they're throwing them at the wrestlers at the heels, uh-huh. but they're like most bouncing. of them are bouncing off the wrestlers because these are this WWE. It's television for idiots. <laughs> Some of them smush, but oh my god! And the commentators, oh my god, they're like, oh, rotten tomatoes, like the website and the <laughs> Oscars. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you, you get see? the joke? Oh my god! They're actually rotten. They're not. Swear to God, this is stupid. Already in progress, Miz and Elias and racist moron guy versus Ugh. priest Kofi and Woods. Oh God! To go to break, Adnan yells, "Elias getting in on the action as well." He's in the match. <laughs> Did you mean Morrison? I don't know what you mean. Also, Graves and Byron have been screaming out move names for three weeks now because of you, Verk. Three weeks of the color guys yelling the move names because they know you're not going to do it. Here's my question. Does Adnan know what play-by-play means? Does he know that means you call the plays? Does he know? I don't think so. I think he thought he was the buy guy in the middle. Got it. Like, this guy's play, this guy buy. I don't mean, like, in the sexual way. No, I understand what you mean in the words. He's the guy buy the, the play guys. Okay. Well, guess what? He's not doing good. Missile drop kick. You know what Adnan calls it? What? Kick Kick. to the leg? Leg kick? Just kick. Flying leg kick? Kick. He calls it kick. At least say drop kick. He just calls it kick. It's a long, dumb match. Woods wins by roll-up like a small package. And Adnan watches that replay and he goes, Look at this cool reversal by... Oh my god, it's a small package. This is every week. <laughs> this is like half the finishes in WWE. Oh my god. Okay, here we go. More stupid. Sonya Deville backstage for some reason. Hmm. Why? She's SmackDown. What is this? She lets suspended Charlotte Flair in through the back door. Because if you remember, last week on Raw, when we did the show after Raw, um, Charlotte had, uh, sorry, before we did the show, Charlotte on Raw had beaten up a referee. Right. And then we did the show. But after that, there was news on Twitter that Charlotte was suspended. We later found out that at real life reasons, she was suspended because she needed dental work. So she was suspended well, indefinitely in storyline. reason to suspend someone. Yes. But the point is, she was going to be off TV for two weeks because she thought she wouldn't be able to, she wouldn't get cleared. But she got cleared right away. So she's back. So the whole suspension thing and beating up a ref story is now unnecessary. Let's see how they get rid of it. Okay. So Charlotte gets, like I said, Sonya sneaks her in the back door for whatever reason. Now Sonya's in the ring. Not sure why. She calls out Charlotte. Not sure why. Eddie, the referee, is also in the ring. And they show a replay of Charlotte beating him up. Sonya says, Adam Pierce is 
First of all, she says Adams Pierce's decision was rushed. <laughs> so he never got both sides of the story. So we want to hear Charlotte's side. I don't know why you need both sides of a story when for We for saw it on camera. Uh, yeah. Yep. Charlotte apologizes to everyone, including the WWE Universe and the referee. And all the Pokemon. And all the, including all Pokemon. So she apologizes to everyone. And then the ref says, okay, I accept the apology. And that's actually, we need to move on now. Nope. Sonya lifts the suspension. Wait, why does she have power? And Charlotte has a match later. Okay. And they announced they're using the same referee for that match, which made me believe that it, the referee was was the match. Like it was that was Charlotte's right. going to beat him up again. But no. Charlotte wants an apology. The ref says, I'm sorry. I messed up. And Charlotte goes, good boy. Like he's a dog. <sighs> Can she be less likable? And Graves it, on commentary, he's like, wait, where's Adam Pierce? Why would he agree to this? Something is fishy here. <laughs> so back, they go backstage. Backstage, Adam Pierce says, hey, Sonia, what the F was that out there? What did you do? Why didn't you ask me about this? And Sonia says, oh, I'm sorry. And Pierce is like, no, you're not. And doesn't believe her and walks away. So after six months to a year, however long Sonia's been back, now we're finally getting the story that she's a heel general manager or official or whatever it's called. It took that long. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Great. Seamus comes out and um, Adam Pierce is backstage after the break. He's on the phone telling somebody that Sonia has usurped her power. <laughs> no, usurped. Um, Braun comes in and he says, okay, fine. I'm, I'll wrestle tonight against Drew McIntyre. Nobody asked me, but I'll do it. But if I win, I want to be in the title match at WrestleMania Backlash. So make it a triple threat. And Pierce is like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Sheamus' U.S. Open Challenge. I don't think he knows what that means. I don't think he does either. He says that Carrillo doesn't deserve to be in the <laughs> ring with him. That's Dale Gas for you newbies out there. So he says last week's Open Challenge was a complete success. So let's well, have then one. If you're a heel, then that is a, I guess a success. So. Yeah. So, I, so let's have it again now. But don't forget, the title's not on the line. <laughs> it's just so. It's like. It's funny because he can do this because he's a heel. But in another way, it's just WWE. So it's so stupid. Right. Dale Gass comes out again. Seamus cheap shots him again. But this time Dale fights back. And in their fight, Adnan yells, What a move there! I think tonight he's called Slam, Clothesline, and What a Move There, and One Kick. What a Move There is my favorite move. Yeah. Uh, Dale Gass stands tall. Seamus looks humiliated. And Graves, Graves says, the United States Championship is in shock. It is. I can't count the number of times on that Rebellion pay-per-view and on this Raw that people on commentary called the titles human beings or the human beings titles yeah it was a, it was a, a very common mistake yeah this week backstage mvp and lashley walking kevin irishman comes in i forget his name he asks stupid questions howdy doody yeah he asks dumb questions that's all backstage interview with rhea ripley she says she has a match tonight while charlotte is busy playing rugby with a ref okay that's good. Lashley and MVP come out. Lashley turns into Charlotte because he says that 
Drew versus Braun match is important to me because it could be a lead to a triple threat match. So I'm going to be there to scout it when it's over. <laughs> oh my God. Timelines are funny. Time wow. is a human construct. Yep. Backstage interview with Riddle. He says he squooshed Horton like a snake last week, like Ricky Ticky Tavi. Orton comes in. He says, look, Riddle, I don't know what planet you're from. And Riddle goes, I'm from Earth. And Orton <laughs> says, shut up. <laughs> he says, I don't know what we have in common. Riddle goes, we're both from Earth. <laughs> I don't want to laugh at I don't want to laugh either, but this was really funny. Yeah, and Riddle was trying not to laugh too. Yes. And Orton says, listen, I want to make RK Bro a reality. It actually sounds like a good idea. And I'll tell you what, from t-shirt sales wise and stuff like that, it does. Sounds great. Riddle's excited and Orton keeps going, shh. Listen, (laughs) I'll do this, but you gotta shut up. Okay. Backstage Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and Reginald exists. Look at that. Shayna says, look, you guys, no more distractions. Every week we lose because of these stupid distractions. No more of that. So Nia all of a sudden gets flowers from a delivery guy. But they and Reginald's like, they're not for me. And now okay. The world's worst Lothario of all time, Angel Garza, comes in. <laughs> he says, did you like the flowers I got? First of all, if you're going to get them delivered right in front of your face, you just paid somebody for nothing. Because yeah, you, you could have handled them to yourself. Her. So that was bad. But let's just focus on the fact that Angel Garza has been trying to date anyone he can for however many years he's been in WWE, two, three. And he's never successfully had a date. Maybe because he's married and he got proposed on NXT TV. Maybe everyone knows that. So no one wants anything to do with him. But regardless of whatever this story is, he likes Nia Jax. They started this like a year ago. Yeah, They're just picking this up now. So it's only been like two weeks. So he says, those flowers are for me. And kisses Nia's hand. And she's like, ooh, two guys like me. And then this is the funniest part ever. She walks past Mandy and Dana and says, here, put here, B word, put these in water. And smacks Mandy across the face with flowers and just breaks them into pieces. That's funny. That was very funny. That's a good use of Mandy Rose's face. Yes. Right there. So backstage MVP visits Braun and Braun says, I don't care what you say. I'm winning tonight, and then I'm going to beat Lashley for the title. But MVP smiles because he's smart because he knows, ha-ha, I'm going to cost you your match, Braun, so we only have to face one guy at the pay-per-view. That's his plan. Oh, here we go. Randy Orton and Riddle against Cedric and Shelton. Now, the only way this works, if you're going to do it right, is Randy Orton and Riddle. As soon as Riddle comes out for his entrance. Yes. He gets RKO. RKO right, right off so that no stupid match. scooter. But if you're going to go through with it, then they did it right. But the problem was Corey Graves. Yeah. Because WWE is not good at being subtle at all. No. If you're good at being subtle, maybe Byron is suspicious or something. If Graves is suspicious, he's going to ruin it. Yeah. And he sure did because it's Randy Orton and Riddle against halfway in the ring Cedric and Shelton. It's a match... RKO, Riddle once in, Orton tags him in, hanging DDT, floating bro, and by the way, Adnan was so proud of himself because he didn't say flying bro this time. He's like, floating bro. And I you did could, it, you I could, did it. You can kind of hear that, like, I did it, or did I get it right? Yeah. So Orton and Riddle win. 
But the whole match, Graves kept going, okay, I think now, now he's going to RKO Riddle. Now he's going <laughs> to. So he's spoiling it because yeah. you, now you know that it can't happen. You can't be told about that. So anyway, there's no RKO because we're going to keep this team going. Let's make a t-shirt first at least. No. Alexa's backstage on a swing. Whatever. This is stupid. That comes up later. It's later tonight. All right. Six-woman tag match. Asuka, Naomi, and Lana against the champions. Nia, Shayna, and Rhea Ripley. The match is dumb. Lana. It's it's Lana crying the match again. It's <laughs> every week with Lana. It's like, ah, I'm going to move. Oh, no. Why is she Mickey Mouse? Die. Ah. She's uh, Jerry the King. Oh, God. But she's crying and crying because Shayna Baszler is beating her up. And then Dana and Mandy come out. They throw water on Shayna. But then they somehow knew that Nia would run at them. So Nia slips in it, slips in the water and falls so we can go to break. High five. So because of a real slip at WrestleMania, we have to continue this stupidity. Yeah. With the Okay. Uh, we come back from break. Rhea hits the riptide on Lana, so she should win, right? Yeah. You've just beat. You've just done a move on the weakest women's wrestler in your entire company. In almost anyone's company. In anyone's company, yeah. maybe on Earth. Okay. That you could probably pin her with anything, but you did your finisher on her. She's smiling. She tags Nia in. She wants Nia to pin. Lana, why would you do? I oh, I get it. It's so Nia slips and she's humiliated, right? Again, that's it. Nope. Nia just does the leg drop and wins. What was that? I don't know. Why would you, if you're the world champ, give away your win? I don't. I and don't. smile about it. I don't know. In story, this made no sense at all. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Alexa Bliss is backstage again, and she says, "We're gonna have so much fun," and I don't believe her. And it turns out she was lying. Uh, backstage, Mandy and Dana laugh at Nia Jax and say, ha, 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 we're not the bully. She's the bully, and now we're bullying the bully. Sonya comes in, and she says, well, since you think it's so funny, Mandy Rose, remember our history? You are a bully, so you have a match against Charlotte next as a punishment. Charlotte was booked to wrestle earlier tonight. Who was Charlotte going to face? Your mom. Okay, thanks. That is not constructive to this situation. Okay. Oh, my God. I will take your feedback. Uh, I will make note of it. Fine. Anyway. I quit. I'm done. Listen. Done. Next is... You asked a question. I couldn't think of anyone else. Okay. That's fine. Up next is Alexa Bliss stuff, even though they just said Charlotte was wrestling next. This might be Alexa's worst segment of all time in this realm. She says, let's do a test. You have a a Lily doll t- already that you did not know about. Hold on. I want to say one thing about this, though. Go ahead. Worst segment, not because of her acting or anything like that, just because of the writing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. She she can act like a crazy She's person. She's delivering That's fine. it fine. There's it's, nothing wrong it's with it. It's the writing. Just the, it's just there's no content. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, and Bray Wyatt, my God, get over your COVID or whatever you have. Please come back. This is painful. And I understand even if he comes back, this is still a separate thing, but you know, maybe we'll take away some time. She basically does a bloody Mary rip off. 
It says, if you, or Beetlejuice or whatever. And if you say her name three times, you will own her and look on your couch. She is there sitting with you. But she says, but now think of something nice and, and happy, like this field of, and then they put the puppet on there and they like put the doll and shake it around. And it's supposed to be a jump scare, but it's not jumpy or scary. It's real slow and dumb. This is bad. Yeah, that is dumb. Who is this for? I keep asking, but I, I don't I don't know who likes this. I understand people that like Alexa Bliss. I don't know anyone that likes this thing right here. So anyway, Charlotte versus Mandy. Oh, Charlotte reversed puppets to show her low IQ. Then Okay, listen. What? You always take offense to that, but you how do you're not reverse puppeting. When, if I were to puppet right now, I'm fairly certain it would be a reverse puppet and I wouldn't even know it. So well, stop equating reverse puppeting to low IQ. It's true, though. It's that some people don't even think about it because it's stupid. Okay. I'm not saying that Charlotte has a high IQ. We can say she has low IQ for a lot of different reasons. Okay. But let's not tack it on to or make it about reverse puppeting. I don't know. Studies show. Um, she yells at the referee. Okay. Show Remember, foot up your butt. What? Oh my God, that is very helpful. Um, Noted. <laughs> Charlotte's yelling at the ref, so clearly Larry, come back. She, okay. Oh, okay. Charlotte, <laughs> let's finish this. Charlotte yells at the referee, and guess what? What? Natural selection. So Charlotte wins. So. That's it. The feud with the ref, all that. It's stupid. It's over. For nothing. It it's should have all over. That match should have had Mandy winning because of a feud with the ref or but a the, miscount. Or but they erased the storyline because Charlotte came back from dental surgery so sooner than stupid. than she was supposed to. That's the whole point. Back if to, anyone else yeah. needed time off for dental surgery after having taken time off for whatever in the hell it was before, oh, I know. they would have been pushed all the way down to the bottom of the list or back of the line or whatever you want to call it yep. and buried forever. Yep. But Charlotte's blonde and she keeps getting work done so the company loves her more. So, and that's a shoot. Backstage interview with Drew McIntyre. He says, I thought it was get these hands, not get these handouts. That was kind so of that, funny. that was good. Main event, Drew versus Braun. So, okay, if Braun wins, he's in the main event at the, the Triple Threat thing at WrestleMania Backlash. But wait, didn't MVP and Lashley say they were going to come out and watch this match? Yes. Oh! Well, no, they said they were going to come out after. Right. But guess what? Oh, they waited to use that them coming out to go to break. High five. Oh. When we come back from break, cheating by Lashley, cheating by MVP, cheating by T-Bar, cheating by Mace, power slam, Braun wins. So, MVP's plan backfired. And Braun wins, so now his Lashley has to face two people instead oh, of one. Boy. So that's great. Wow, Raw. Didn't even try, did you? No, it's cer they certainly didn't. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. It was not good. No. And like I said, I'm still watching SmackDown. I watched it. Let me tell you what I did not, did not like about SmackDown. The first 40 minutes of the show was basically a tag team match. That would never end and never got exciting. And Daniel Bryan was, I would say, he was more insufferable than Football Head on this episode. Wow. He sat there. It sounded like Larry's farts. No, it was the He chair. sat there and he talked and talked and talked and tried to explain wrestling to us and explain wrestling stories to us and 
it was so meta and so just smug and debaggery type. That's him. That's his type. Debaggery mm-hmm. type. I couldn't take it. I could not take one more word out of his mouth. And then he's like, hmm, maybe, Cesaro, if you swing Jay Uso in a circle, then Roman Reigns will not like that and he will come save him. Swing, 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 swing. He did not Are come out. the only people on the show? Seems like it. COVID! It seems like it. And then, oh, that did not work. I have a better idea. Try it again. Swing, 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 swing. Hmm. He did not come out. He does not like his cousin Jay Uso. Is this like who? Is this television for brain dead idiots? I don't know, but that's all you're going to find out about this week's SmackDown because you don't need anything else. It's just, it's bad. Yeah, it's the chair. It's not Larry's. I Larry's hear it. not it farting sound from like the Larry's grave. Farts, though. Oh my God, from the grave. Don't curse him. <laughs> He's already cursed enough. That's true. But yeah, I I just can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Just can't do but it. But you're still watching it. But I'm not reviewing it. But you're still watching it. I wasn't paying full attention. Much. I'm playing video games while it's on. Anyway, anything else are we done here? I think we're done here. Okay. All right. Well, then that is our program, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Don't forget to go to smartwrestlingfan.com. And don't forget to go to patreon.com slash smartwrestlingfan and become a patron. Do that now. Do that today. Help support the show. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye, everybody. Bye-bye.